Well, hey everyone, and welcome to episode number 25 of Your Questions, God's Questions. We have made it to 25 episodes. Man, that's pretty good. And I wonder if there are any of you out there who have watched all 25 or listened to all 25. If you have, message me. And I'd love to hear from you and uh, see how things are going and hear some feedback and some comments. As usual, I always encourage you to share this from whatever platform you are on. Maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's Podbean or Apple Podcasts. But please be about the business of sharing. And thank you so much for doing that. And uh, we have started on God's questions to us. And uh, today we are going to look at a question that God asked of Moses, which in many ways he asks of us today, and it is found in the book of Exodus. And this is the encounter that Moses had with God in the burning bush, and that's probably very familiar to many of you, even if you've seen it in the movies, depicted in the movies, it's such a famous uh narrative in the Bible where Moses is tending these sheep and he sees this bush that is on fire but the fire doesn't consume the bush and what you have there is an appearance of God calling to Moses and calling him to be the leader who will lead the people out of Egypt and into the promised land. Ironically Moses never made it in Uh, to the promised land. It was his successor, Joshua, who brought the people in. Uh, That's another another message for another day. But here you have the call (coughs) of Moses. And uh, so in in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. And so he has this encounter with the living God who calls to him and who uh, appoints him to be the leader to bring the people out. And Moses is very um, overwhelmed by this, understandably, but he also doesn't have a whole lot of confidence that this is going to work or that he is going to be successful He doesn't have a huge amount of confidence in his own abilities as we read the pushback that he gives to God. In many ways, it's a pushback. You know, verse 11, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Um, Suppose, uh, verse 13, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I tell them? So God reveals his name. I am who I am. Uh, title that Jesus used, by the way, uh, in uh, John uh, chapter eight, uh, identifying himself with this with this uh, uh, burning bush, and um, uh, Jesus called himself the I Am, um, and so he all. But Moses seems to have this pushback, and uh, and God has to keep telling him, 
that they are going to listen to him. They are going to listen to him. And and then in verse uh, chapter 4 and verse 1, we see this amazing question. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? And they say, the Lord did not appear to you. And this is the question that, that, that God asked Moses. Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. So the Lord says, throw it to the ground. And Moses throws it on the ground. It becomes a snake. It supernaturally becomes a snake. And he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand, take it by the tail. So Moses reached out, took hold of the snake, turned it back into a staff. Wow. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to you. Then there's more. And the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak. And when he took it out, his hand was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put it back in your cloak. He said, and so Moses put his hand back in his cloak. When he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. And then the Lord said, verse 8 of Exodus 4, If they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile, the great river Nile, and pour it onto dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses still, even after all that, pardon your servant, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since. You have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue, and the the, the, the questions continue. Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or, deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? What a series of questions. Now go. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. And then he tells him, Aaron's going to help him, and so on. But this question, what is in your hand? It's a remarkable question, because that staff that that was in his hand is something that Moses would have used to, to tend the sheep. We see that in, in uh, Exodus chapter 3. No mention of the staff, but it was a common tool for someone who's tending sheep. And so it, it, it only comes into play when God asks Moses, well, what do you have? What's in your hand? Because Moses is underconfident. He's, he doesn't think the people will believe him. He thinks the people will doubt the experience. I mean, God spoke to you, Moses, you know, in a burning bush, uh, really. And he, he's, he's very afraid of what could happen. And so what God says to him, well, what do you have in your hand? I'm going to take what's in your hand and I'm going to do something supernatural with it. I'm going to use what you have, what you, you don't even think about it. You have this staff all the time. I'm going to use what you have, and I'm going to add my power to what you have so that you can do what I've called you to do. It is a remarkable lesson for us because I ask you the question on the other side of this camera or you're listening in, in headphones or whatever, what do you have in your hand? Uh, God always, you, you've always got things that you that you use, and you, you don't think much of them, uh, but God can use those little things, and he can add his power uh, to it and make it something dynamic. You know, it reminds me of a funny story. Uh, today I was at the, at the food bank uh, doing my little, uh, my little job there. I do two days a week, 
And uh, there, that's a lesson that that you have to have. Like, use what you have. You know, we were trying to uh, show off some some face masks uh, that somebody had made so that we could sell them to people at whatever it was, a dollar each. And uh, we didn't have a way to show off the mask. So we took the mask and we put it on the Olaf plush doll. <laughs> we had these big Olaf plush dolls. Said, hey, look, use what you have. And, you know, many in many ways we discount the mundane and the typical things that we work with all the time. And God says, I'll take those things. I'll take those mundane staffs in your life and I will add my power to them and uh, uh, use those things to help you do what I've called you to do. So I hope that's a, a blessing and an encouragement to you. It's such a marvelous, marvelous story. So real, the response of Moses. I love his response. So we'll continue tomorrow as we take a look at your questions, God's questions. Until then, God bless you.